Hello, my darling spirits, demons, and cryptids. Are you interested in alternate dimensions? Perhaps I'm getting ahead of myself. I have something from the past that you may be interested in. Something from a different time, a different person, a different reality. Hopefully you will enjoy the story as much as I do. Before we begin our tale, allow me a moment to tell you how you can cheat the game of time and experience each story a week in advance, as well as other expected stories that will be sent through the ether for as little as a dollar a month on Patreon. You will also be supporting future projects, such as a YouTube channel in which you may prod at my innermost thoughts and decipher how the machinations of a mad person sees the world and the media we consume, as well as things a little more lighthearted. There will also be another podcast in the future, a sort of love letter to old radio tales in the form of a murder mystery called The Tarot Killer. This project will be a long while yet, but will arrive sooner the more people that support Patreon. Higher tiers also give bonuses to this pending podcast, such as characters named by you and even possibly a cameo, as well as free merchandise, as well as its made, and free art drawn by yours truly. If monthly subscriptions aren't your cup of tea, but you still wish to support these tales, continue to listen, share with other beings that surround you, and consider buying the books in which these tales have found their home. All these are in the description here and with each episode. Hi, thank you for listening to Stories with Bev. My name is Bev, and I'm going to tell you a story. So the story that I'm going to be reading is from a book that I wrote called They Watch and Other Stories. It's a tale called Mummy in My Closet, and this is the story I hope you enjoy. Jenny Wyverson was never much for cleaning. As a child, Jenny was so bad at it that her mother had given up trying to get Jenny to clean her room. She would toss her clothes on the floor, bring food, dishes, and canned drinks, throw candy wrappers and old school papers on the floor, and so on. This habit only got worse as she got older, and she would misplace her car keys, her bills, important papers, and as a result, she was late for nearly every arrangement. She never had people over. She would instead visit friends where they were, or go out to eat. She was caring and funny and plenty charming, but her cleaning habits, all her friends agreed, were borderline frustrating. Whenever she wanted to drive her friends, they would refuse because they would hardly find a place to sit in her car. Every seat was littered with garbage. I'll tell you what, Jenny was absentmindedly stirring her drink as she and her dearest friend Francine sat together at the breakfast joint. Francine was the one speaking, the two of them having talked about Jenny's problem before. Jenny always said she would clean before now, but she never did. Or she would only pick up a few things before getting distracted. Three years of mess was now all over the house and car, and Francine was listening to how Jenny started noticing a lot of flies around her room. I'll tell you what, Francine stated again. How about if I come over to help you clean up a little? That won't work, Francine. It's just going to get dirty again, Jenny replied. No one is to live in my apartment with me, so why should I clean? Well, don't you want people to come over? And what about roaches and bedbugs? If it gets bad enough, it could affect the nearby apartments. They'll cause an uproar. You could get evicted. I could just go back and live with my mom, Jenny shrugged. So you'd rather go back and live with your mom forever than clean your own damn mess. Come on, Jenny. 
you're going to get sick in that apartment someday. It's more than just looking nice. It's a matter of health and hygiene. You have to take care of yourself or things will only get worse. You want those flies gone, don't you? Jenny couldn't argue with that. She hated flies and dreamed of a life without flies. Maybe she could if she would only clean her house or at least the car. I feel bad asking you to help me, though. It's only going to be one day of cleaning, Francine reminded her, just to get a taste of what a clean room would feel like. Maybe then you'll start cleaning yourself. Besides, I'm curious to see just how bad the apartment has gotten. Oh, so it boils down to morbid curiosity, Jenny laughed. Francine stole a potato wedge in protest. The girls decided to get together early in the morning later that week. They would spend the whole day cleaning together, Francine as the leader. She brought a bunch of cleaning supplies from her own house and a box of trash bags. When Jenny welcomed her in, Francine didn't even know how to walk through the door. Boxes and books and clothes were piled high in a labyrinth. Every inch of the floor had wrappers and cans at least knee-deep. Francine started to get the fear that there may be an animal living in the garbage. Then, just as she suspected, the air was filled with the buzzing of what must have been hundreds of flies. How could one person accumulate this much garbage in three years? This is, Francine breathed, a lot worse than I thought. So they started cleaning. Two hours in and they already threw away about six garbage bags worth of stuff, and they were only just starting to see the floor. Jenny was working on lugging the boxes of her stuff and books to her bedroom so they could get the living room cleaned. Jenny had a box of stuffed animals she never unpacked after leaving her mother's house when she noticed something peeking out of her closet. At first, she shook her head and ignored it. Three more hours in, and the living room was starting to show signs of improvement. With two girls working together, listening to music and talking and laughing, the time and work flew by. Jenny was starting to enjoy herself, despite the actual task at hand. This time, she stepped into her room to hunt for another CD to put in the old boombox Francine brought with her. They were close to Jenny's own surround sound CD player, but not there yet. The CD was in the closet, she remembered, and she opened the door of her closet after pushing away the pile in front of the door. The door was heavy, and when the door swung open, a bunch of items fell onto the floor, including what Jenny instantly recognized as a human body. It was wrapped in something, but random strands of black hair stuck out from the head, and it made a sickening thump over all her things on the floor. The flies that flew about in her room all swarmed over it. Jenny screamed. What? What is it? Francine dashed as fast as she could to her friend's room, dropping the broom she had been holding, and only halfway to getting to the room did she realize she should have kept the broom as a sort of weapon in case it was a rat. She didn't have time to correct or think about her mistake because she was already at Jenny's side, staring at what Jenny was staring at. It was a basketball and a few other items wrapped around in bedsheets. Jenny stopped screaming as Francine made it to the room. Oh, I thought for a minute... Jenny looked down at the sheets and the basketball. Whatever she saw before seemed to change right before her eyes, but as she could see it now, it was nothing to be afraid of. She looked at Francine, put a hand on her heart, and sighed. Oh, I thought it was a dead body. The absurdity caused Francine to burst into laughter. Skeletons in your closet for real, Jenny. More like a mummy, Jenny corrected. But of course, it was just a basketball and sheets. She didn't even know how she could have mixed it up with something like that. The way it fell on the ground seemed so real. The rest of the day, the two girls managed to clean the entire living room and celebrated with a pizza. 
They watched a movie together in the now clean room, and Jenny felt comfortable in her space. She considered how nice it would be if all her house was like this, but she knew she was just too lazy. She did want a clean house and a clean car, but not as bad as she wanted to not clean. Maybe if she could convince Francine to come over another day, it was a lot more fun doing it with another person. Jenny thought there was something in her kitchen, and when she looked over she realized it was only the vacuum and a plate behind it on the wall. For a second she thought it looked like a head and shoulders, and the fabric on the vacuum bag made the flashing light from the movie make it look more like bandages. Now the bedroom was too messy even to get to her bed, so Jenny slept on her couch instead. It was uncomfortable, but less uncomfortable than her bedroom would be. Besides, late at night she decided that she didn't want to be near her closet. Francine had gone home. Both girls had work the next day. Jenny felt a little better at work than usual. She thought about how great it was to have Francine over at her place for once. Too bad it wouldn't happen again. Jenny knew eventually the room would get bad. It was nice while it lasted. Her mundane work at the call center made her want to go home to her clean living room even more. Once she made it home, she got out of her clothes and into the shower. She imagined washing away the customer service. She was great with people, but having to work for customers really put a perspective in one's life. She thought to herself how much nicer it would be if all the customers just didn't call one day, and Jenny and all the others would get a paid day off. She was in the middle of this thought when some shadow caught her eye at the other side of the curtain. It was in the shape of a man. Jenny's heart skipped a beat. Did someone come into her house? She was naked in the shower, the most vulnerable place Jenny believed to be. She peeked through the curtains and saw her towel hanging and a plate propped on the hanger. A plate? How did that get there? Jenny didn't recall ever bringing a plate into the bathroom or ever propping it up in such a place, but she couldn't recall not doing it either. Her house was so messy she didn't even remember where or how she had half of this mess. Relieved it was just a plate and towel, she finished up the shower and took off the plate and dried off with the towel. Might as well put this in the kitchen, she said to herself. Well, she couldn't make her way to the sink, but she could make it to the fridge. She opened it to put the plate in there for now, only to notice that a bunch of flies were buzzing around the fridge. Had something gone bad? She opened the fridge. Ah! She hollered and fell backwards into the pile of garbage. She stared in horror at the figure of the wrapped-up person in the fridge, its head with strands of greasy black hair falling down its face. Kneeling in the fridge, head tilted down lightly. Jenny rubbed her eyes, but the figure was still there. No, this was no illusion. The bandages, they looked like strips of meat, but it had goosebumps, like the skin of a chicken. Skin? Was it skin? Ugh! She hollered again, overcome with a horrified disgust. She scrambled to her legs to call the police, but right in front of her eyes, as though a fading mirage, the form began to change. The head of the person became a watermelon, and the body, kneeling forward, was replaced with leftover ham and a case of soda sitting below it. She ran into her living room. The cleanliness of it calmed her down a little. She needed to think about what to do, or even what was happening. She wanted to call Francine, but she was at work, and she already got in trouble twice calling Francine at work. All the other friends she could think of wouldn't believe her, or understand. They've never seen her house like Francine had. And anyway, how could she describe a mummy wrapped in flesh that later turns into other stuff? Maybe if the thing didn't have other stuff to turn into, she would be able to catch it somehow and prove to someone. Or if she could take a picture of it, then she could prove what she was seeing. 
She didn't know if it would show up in the picture, but it was her only shot. Jenny grabbed the box of bags that Francine left behind and started work on throwing garbage out from the kitchen. She really wanted to get to her room first, but she felt wary about starting in the middle of the mess where the mummy could be anywhere or be anything. She only got about half of the work done before she was ready to pass out. She had been at it all day since coming home from work. She went back into the living room, tried to see if anything could be constructed as a head and body, then with satisfaction, she went back to bed. She woke up late. Frantically, she brushed her teeth and threw on clothes from the floor. She thought she saw the mummy again in the hallway by the bathroom, but she didn't have the camera on hand and she didn't have the time to hunt for it. She would likely see it after work, she thought with bitterness. And if she didn't, it would be all the better. Jenny was distracted at work. She noticed that she didn't have any trouble with the mummy there. In fact, she even found herself looking for things that could be a head and body, but even those things were just objects and never manifested into a mummy wrapped in flesh. Could it have something to do with her house? Jenny was exhausted from work and decided to stop by a fast food place on her way home for some comfort food. She went through the drive-thru and munched on her fries during the drive. On the back road, just before the parking lot to her house, she reached for her drink when she noticed something in her rearview mirror. It was the mummy, sitting behind the passenger seat. Its black hair hung over its head, the fleshy bandages uneven and seemed as though it was about to come off. Jenny cried out in horror and disgust and slammed on the brake out of reflex. She stopped the car and turned around. It was just the back seat, covered in fast food wrappers and clothes. It took a moment for Jenny to calm her heart. That's it, she said to herself. I'm cleaning this car. So that's what she did for the rest of the day. By the time she was done, the car seemed almost new, except for the permanent stains, scars of misuse and neglect. But now her old car was clean, and it almost looked happier. Jenny was relieved in a way, but wary about the mummy, and upset she had lost another day to cleaning. She wanted, or even needed, to spend some time with her friends. But she had another morning ship the next day. It would have to wait until tomorrow afternoon. The following morning was the same as the day before. Woke up late, hurried to work, saw the mummy briefly in her hallway, and was distracted all throughout the day. Some co-workers asked if she was doing alright, but she only sighed and muttered something about a mess back home. Her co-workers were kind enough to understand, but of course the customers didn't. There really is nothing like working in customer service. The only difference was that there was no mummy sighting in her car on the way home. The seat remained a seat, no matter how much she glanced over to it. She called Matt and Gloria, unaware that they had gone for the weekend to celebrate their anniversary. She tried to call Luke, but he was busy with his own trouble. She tried to entice him by saying she cleaned her car. As much as I'd love to see that, he admitted. But I really have to fill out these applications. I just can't stand it at work anymore. Maybe tomorrow. Francine was also at work for a few more hours, so until later that night she kept her camera by her side and started finishing up the kitchen. As she was cleaning, she didn't notice the mummy. Maybe it was finally gone. Jenny called the second she could, but Francine didn't answer. She called again. Give me a sec, I'm leaving right now, Francine answered. Jenny waited for a few minutes, hearing people on the other end, probably her clients. Francine worked real estate, and she could have been finishing up with showing someone a house. Francine came back at last. Okay, I can talk. I sold two houses today. That's rad, Francine. We should celebrate. I can't today, Jenny. I'm so wiped out. Jenny didn't mean to sound desperate. I really need you with me right now. Why? What's wrong? 
Francine suddenly sounded alarmed. Are you okay? I don't know, Jenny admitted. I've been seeing things in my house. I keep seeing this thing. I don't know. Can I meet you somewhere? Sure, okay, Francine replied. Just come over to my house. I'll start some tea or whatever. Jenny rushed out of her house, paying the dark hallway and the mess no mind, and drove over to Francine's house. Francine met Jenny in Francine's parking lot. Whoa, Francine whistled. Did you get a new car? Very funny, Jenny bumped her hip with Francine. They looked at the clean car together, and Francine kept crying out ooh and ah, as though she had never seen a clean car before. What brought this on? Was it our cleaning day? Francine asked. Sort of. Jenny rubbed her arms as they were crossed. Can we go inside now? Sure. Francine led the way into the house where their tea had been cooling. Francine even added a little extra class, dumping Oreos on a tray for them to share. Francine was concerned, seeing Jenny so frazzled. Usually, Jenny was the confident friend. Francine couldn't think of a thing that would bring Jenny down this way. She sat across from her friend at the kitchen table and took a sip of her tea. Nope, still too hot. She hoped the heat wouldn't burn her tongue too bad. She ignored it, however, more preoccupied with the state of her friend. Alright, so what did you want to talk about? Okay, I know this is going to sound weird, Jenny started. Ever since the day we started cleaning, I keep finding this mummy thing everywhere. A mummy thing? Francine parroted. Yeah, wherever there's something with the shape of a head and body. But after a while, it changes into just clutter. It's why I've been cleaning, because I haven't been noticing it anywhere else but in the mess in my room. Maybe it's your brain telling you that you need to clean more often? Sure, maybe, Jenny admitted. But this mummy, it's wrapped in flesh. Ew, gross! Jenny, what the heck? Francine set down the cookie she was just about to eat. It's true, though. It's so awful and really vivid. I don't know what to do. Clean your house, Francine replied. It seems obvious. I spent three days straight working and cleaning, Jenny sighed. What if it's all clean and I still see the mummy? What am I supposed to do then? Well, you won't know until you try, right? I love how you're not questioning my sanity with this whole hallucinating a mummy thing. Oh, Jen, Francine laughed. I already knew you were crazy. This is what friends are for. Just make sure to talk to me whenever things get worse, okay? I'm here for you. Thanks, Fran, Jenny smiled. She felt a lot better being there with Francine. She made it a lot easier to talk to. She didn't even question Jenny's possible mental breakdown. She just took it in stride. She fancied this was what true friendship must be. Next time we both have a day off, Francine offered. I'll come and help out again. Are you just interested in how far I get by myself in a week? Jenny asked. A little, Francine admitted. It would be four more days until Francine could come and help with the cleaning. In the meantime, Jenny underestimated how on edge she would feel being in her own house. She started sleeping with the lights on because she could see the mummy more often in the dark. It gave her headaches, and the couch was starting to make her back hurt. She managed to clean the bathroom and the kitchen, and she kept her car and living room clean. A few times she tried to catch the creature on her camera, but every time, just as the camera clicked, the mummy would flash into whatever items it pleased. To her horror, the being came in many sizes. Once it had been in her sock drawer, just about the size of the palm of her hand, she tried to hit it, hoping she could kill it somehow, but they were only socks. Francine arrived not a minute later than eight in the morning. 
She was surprised to learn that Jenny had little sleep over the past couple days and she looked as though she never rested. But the house looked great, with exception to her bedroom. It looked like a hoarder's den. Boxes and clothes and garbage kept Francine from even taking a step inside. They had to start by going through the unpacked boxes and putting things in their right place. They played music and danced and talked like before. Jenny felt much better with Francine around, though she refused to leave Francine's sight. They had cleaned for nearly 14 hours, but at last the entire house was done. Jenny could sleep in her own bed now, and it was made up with sheets and pillowcases and blankets. Francine was about to leave, but Jenny pleaded for her to just stay the night. Francine wouldn't have to work until later the next afternoon, and Jenny even offered the bed. No, that's okay, Francine assured. The couch will be fine for me. Francine took the cushions off the couch and folded it out into a bed. Jenny didn't want to admit that she didn't know it could do that. Jenny and Francine fell asleep almost immediately. Their muscles ached and their eyes closed as soon as their heads hit their pillows. Francine curled up in the bed that folded out of the couch, sighing. She felt great for being able to help Jenny with the house. Francine hoped her friend would feel better now that the place was livable. She dreamed of images that didn't link together and would forget about most of it the next morning. However, later that night, she woke up for seemingly no cause. She checked her phone for the time. The blue clock flashed 3.21 a.m. Francine groaned and turned her body, sure that it was because her side was beginning to ache. She gasped and sat up instantly. Staring in front of the kitchen, sagging forward slightly, was a wrapped-up figure with black strands of hair sticking out of the head of the bandaged being. She grabbed her phone and directed light towards it. The figure sagged even more, the bandages unwrapping from the body. Some of the flesh bandages slid off, the inside of the mummy was pitch black and broke apart like clods of dirt, or like ash. It unwound, the black content spilling on the carpet, the head of the being rolling to the floor. Francine screamed. Francine! Francine's eyes shot open and had to close them again. The sun was too bright. She could make out Jenny's outline. Jenny? Her throat hurt for some reason. Francine, you've been screaming in your sleep, Jenny cried. Are you okay? What in the heck were you dreaming about? Francine scanned the living room, and after a moment, her shoulders relaxed. I don't remember, she lied. 